You're listening to the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Father Roderick. We're here each and every week devoted to giving you encouraging, uplifting, and inspirational content devoted to helping you become more healthy, more balanced, and to live a more fit life. And of course, we do that by talking about one of our favorite television shows, The Biggest Loser. Father Roderick, we have an exciting show today, don't we? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to talking to one of the contestants of The Biggest Loser that impressed me most during the finale. You know, sometimes during the finale of a, of a, of a season, you get these amazing transformations. You, you see people that have been kind of voted off a bit earlier and you haven't seen them for a couple of months and then they... They entered the stage and you're like, no way, no. And and the person that we're going to talk to today had that effect on me. In, in fact, it was so, the, the, the transformation was so dramatic that I actually thought that they hired someone else to play him. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. How, that's how big it was. Well, we, we are uh, very uh, delighted to bring to you guys today an interview with, his name is Pete Thomas. He was the season two at-home uh, challenge winner from season two. Uh, and I guess that means that he was on the show, got voted off like Father Roderick said, and then came back. Yes. And he's a he's a very nice guy, extremely supportive, uh, and uh, definitely not a game player. Um, it, it's just one of these guys that you just like the instant you see him because he's he's it's not all about him, but it's 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 about the group process, and I hope that he can say a little bit about that uh, and how important that is. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, we are going to get bring that inter- interview to you in just a moment. But first, I want to uh, get a, uh, people an opportunity to get a little caught up with what's going on in our lives. Father Roderick, I noticed that you have uh, re reinstituted uh, a certain podcast of yours, uh, the Healthy Catholic Podcast. I was excited to see that most recent episode. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Trying to get back uh, back on track, and uh, d- despite the fact that that the circumstances keep uh, messing things up, I, I was uh, very dil- diligently uh, trying to update my calories and everything using the Lose It application on my iPhone, and I have been running and and running big distances again. So that was a lot of fun, and then you know. I've got these travels. I got to go to Italy. I've, this is actually, I've, I've just came back from my second travel to Italy in, in just three weeks time. And that, that definitely makes it hard to, to, to keep a regular, uh, a, a, how do you say that, a rhythm in when it comes to eating, working out, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, there's always a trade-in. Trade uh, I, I did did fall off the wagon a little bit in terms of uh, of healthy eating. I didn't gain anything. I was already happy, but I didn't lose anything. But I got to meet this guy in Rome, and he's got this. Uh, you know, he's running this uh, this business and about a billion people, and he's always dressed in white, and he's called Pope Benedict. And I got to shake hands and talk with him about new media. I I was so excited. I listened to your your break, the break with Father Roderick where you talked about meeting the Pope, and I was so excited for you. That is great. that is unbelievable. <laughs> that is so awesome. And and the fact that you were the last one in line and really wasn't being ushered off, you know, quickly and wow. Oh, that is and awesome. I, did, I didn't see it coming and it was during it was actually the final day of a conference about uh new media. And uh and and he before I I met him, he had a, a little talk and he said something that was struck me and it's exactly what we try to do here at the Biggest Loser. He said, "You know, we as 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 believers, we have to give a soul to the internet because it's not just about technology. It's not just about the tools. That's going to change and it's already changed so much. But your role is to help people, to improve their lives, to encourage them, to stimulate them, to promote you know, the, the human element. And, and, and we have to build people up. And, and I thought, that's exactly what I feel is, is our calling. That's why we do this show. It's, it's not just about, you know, having, having 10,000 downloads, but, but we want to help you live a better life and becoming happier by sharing our own life and by giving a soul to, to the internet, by just being ourselves. And so 
Wow, that was such an encouragement. That, that I, I was so excited for you. That it is amazing, and congratulations, by the way. And yes. and it, it I, I loved in the most recent in that episode you said in the beginning is like, and who knows, we might even have the Pope listening to us today. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you, you never, never know. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, hey, um, you know, I've had you know obviously some ups and downs recently and, and and stuff like that. I was watching The Biggest Loser uh, this week. I actually watched it last night, this week's episode. I know you haven't caught up on this week's yet, but I did happen to catch this week's episode. And I want to just say that it was about a 5K run. Uh, they go to Texas and yeah. um, yes, and they did a 5K run. And, and, you know, and it's like, man, 5K. It's like I hear so many people talking about couch to 5K, couch to 5K. And it's like, you know, it's like, ah, just, and, and you've been encouraging me. You say, you know, we should run a marathon together. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about running. And of course, I've tried it on and off and stuff. But last night, for some strange reason, you know, it was like all of a sudden I, I, I watched them do this 5K on The Biggest Loser. And I see these people that are doing this 5K. I mean, I'm talking about these extremely overweight people in Texas that are doing this 5K. And some of them, of course, you know, are taking, you know, 35 minutes, 38 minutes, 20, you know, an hour and 15 minutes. It's like, you know what? I'm going to go to the Y. Well, first thing I did is I looked online. It's like, okay, how many miles is a 5K? And I found out it was was just over 3.1 miles. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I've never done a 5K before. I've ran maybe a mile, mile and a half. I've ran for, you know, as much as 10, 15, 20 minutes. But man, I've never tried a 5K. I wonder if I can do it. And of course, I'm sitting there thinking, he's like, and by the way, folks, if you're listening to me, I don't know that I would advise you to do this. But obviously, I have not ran in months. I mean, it's literally been months since I've ran. Now, I've been walking for, you know, an hour every now and then a couple days a week, but no running for extended period of times. I went to the YMCA last night intent on doing one thing and one thing alone. And that is accomplishing my very first ever 5k run on a treadmill. And father Roderick, I ran my first 5k in 38.5 minutes. That's good. That's a little more than 12 minutes a mile. That's a very good time. That's a very good I was so excited and, and I, and, and you know, it was, it, let me just say to folks how I did it and how I kept motivated through it. Um, I'm watching the, the TV show V I'm actually getting called up on the TV show V and I have my iPad and they have Wi-Fi at the YMCA for available for free. And so I took my, my iPad, put it up on the, up on the book holder, you know, the little, uh, shelf that holds your books. And I Uh watched an episode of the V. So I'm sitting there running, you know, 6.2 miles per hour. And (laughs) and I'm sitting there going, going, going. And I had no clue that I'm actually running. I'm just enjoying this TV show. And and of course, the TV show is action and it's high paced and it's exciting. And of course, what's the most boring part? It's those 30 second commercials. So guess what I did during the 30 second commercials? Every single commercial break, I jacked that thing up to 10 miles per hour for 30 seconds solid and then i of course brought it down to like 4.2 miles per hour to just get my breath to get get me going again wow you actually did interval training yeah which is with with these accelerations which is very good to build up uh endurance it was uh, it was I, i tell you i it made me feel good and here's the other thing i want to tell people is that i am dealing with a very severe case of bronchitis right now yeah. Uh, and, and, and I don't know about you, uh, Father Roderick, I know you deal with bronchitis. Do, when you have bronchitis, do you still do your runs? Um, yes, I'm, I'm careful with it. I, I try to avoid uh, running out in, in, you know, to avoid um, temperature differences. So when it's really cold outside. I wait till the afternoon so it doesn't really affect my lungs. But um, I have to say that since I've been a runner, my, my uh, chronic uh bronchitis has has almost completely gone away yeah i've had bronchitis every year and it would always come back and it was horrible it would last for for months and which is very annoying if you're a podcaster (laughs) (laughs) yeah no doubt since i started running i don't know it probably has a huge impact on the on your your lungs itself they get healthier they are the 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 oxygen intake is is bigger, and so ever since I started that, it it I'm just almost you know bronchitis free. 
Wow, that's 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 good to hear. And that's the thing. You know, I've been I, I I've been taking good care of myself. I've been getting at least a minimum of seven hours of sleep every single night for the last three weeks. So I'm taking good care of myself there. I've been to the doctor a couple times. I've gotten the antibiotics for the upper respiratory infection. It's still not kicking it out of me like it, you know, the last time I went to the, you know, the doctor and they gave me a steroid shot, which got rid of it. But, you know, of yeah. course, I'm still dealing with it. I may, I still believe it was my fault for staying up all night long so many weeks ago that got me, you know, that really took down my my immune system and just being so overworked. Uh, so I, I've been really taking good care of myself. And yesterday I just said, you know what, if these people can do this and they really, Father Roderick, when you see the episode, they had two people that literally it's like, there's no way. Seriously, these guys, these guys are going to try. It. Of course, they walked it, but it doesn't matter. They did a 5K. They set out to do it and they did it. And so I said, I don't care about my bronchitis. I have to go and I have to get back on the horse again. And Father Roderick, I, I think I'm going to go tonight and do another 5K on the treadmill. Wow. <laughs> and I'm gonna, and I'm going to try to beat 38.5 minutes. Yeah, now you've got something to beat. That, yes. that's always very motivational. It's it's kind of yeah, I'm I'm going to go 2 minutes faster, 3 minutes faster. You'll do great. You'll well, do great. I'll tell you what. Uh, we just uh, are excited about, you know, pursuing balance, pursuing health. And folks, uh, next week after uh, we get back into the swing of things, we want to play your audio feedback. Of course, we want to encourage you to give us a call 859-795-4067. Leave us a short message about a minute or less would be great on our voicemail feedback hotline. Let us know how things are going for you, things that you're learning along the way in your journey. And uh, we'll be certain to play that in next week's episode. But Father Roderick, I think it's time to turn over to the interview with uh, Pete Thomas. What do you think? Absolutely. Can't wait to speak to him. Let's do that now. All right, everybody, we have Pete Thomas on the line with us. Pete, welcome to the show. Hey, well, thank you for having me. I appreciate so much for the opportunity. We're glad to have you here. Father Roderick has been a fan of the Biggest Loser show from um, its inception, I think, and has watched every single episode. And I know that uh, he's very excited to have you on. I'm excited to have you on. I want to I want to confess one thing to you, though, Pete. And, and yes, I'm a recent convert to this whole Biggest Loser thing. Just started. Was it this season or last season, Father Roderick? Um, we started last season, kind of halfway through the last season. Yeah, I, I, but I am, I, I have did my due diligence or have, yes, sir, that sounds great. and, and I noticed that you are the season two winner and that you, let me see if I got this right. I've got, I did write down some facts. That's a winner. <laughs> What'd you say? Father? That's right. The at-home winner. Oh, so the at-home. Okay. The, 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 you know, the final four and the whole thing. And then you've got, of course, the the contestants when once they get eliminated they can still get the at home prize you know and so the the person with the biggest weight loss still gets uh, gets the props. What that's I, right. Well, well, father, you you're up on it. I like that. That's hey, right. I've been a big fan of you. You have actually been most you you've caused I think the biggest shock in my history with the Biggest Loser because when I saw you on the finale, I didn't recognize yeah. you. I thought this is this is someone else. They had just hired yeah, a guy to stand in. You know, it's like. <laughs> well, that's for sure. The show is definitely transformative, and uh, it was that for me. You know, during my time there on the show, I lost. Uh oh, we just <laughs> the call just got dropped. Oh. Uh, I'll pause, and he'll be right back. I'm sure. sure. All right, we're gonna get this thing underway here. This is Pete Thomas. Hey, Pete. I'm so sorry about that for the technical difficulties. No problem. I'm used to that. Been a ton of these. It happens. <laughs> if we drop next time, I'll just call right in and you guys fill the air until I reconnect if you want. <laughs> well, hey, I'll tell you what. You were saying something about the fact that The Biggest Loser definitely has transform transformative powers. And uh, just pick it up from there if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. As I mentioned, you know, the show has transformative powers. It's amazing to really struggle with your weight or to struggle uh, with any weight, really. But in this case, physical weight and, and poor eating habits. And to, then to go, to an experience, go through an experience that really uh, transforms the way that you see yourself and that you see food and all of that. And so it was definitely an amazing experience. And that's why we're so pr proud and happy to be a part of this 
you know, nationwide weight loss challenge where we can really spread that same message and hopefully give some people some incentive to, to, to make some of those same powerful transformations in their own life. Well, the, you mentioned yeah. this challenge. I, I want you to tell us a little bit about this. Um, it's called Healthy Wage. Is that correct? Absolutely. And Healthy Wage is a company that started out of New York, uh, and uh, they've been featured in Time Magazine. They're a solid company, and they basically believe in incentives to help people lose weight. And we know that incentives are powerful in, in many different ways. Uh, for us on the Biggest Loser Ranch, the primary incentive was the fact that we wanted to get our lives back. We wanted to get our health back. And then for those of us who were uh, blessed to be a part of it, really for the, about the last month or so while you're on the show, you also have this financial carrot that's dangling out in front of you. And so for me, you know, I went through the process and I had gotten my health together. And really about a month before the, the finale, we were told, hey, there's this financial prize out there. If you want it, go get it. And really that drove me to push myself even harder that last month. Well, we're, we're doing a similar thing here in that really the, the teams and, and the team concept is very, very important. Uh, it is so very important, and so we've got. We're asking people to team up in teams of five and to register by the end of the end of May, May 28th. And then once you registered, uh, we go through a weight loss competition, and at the end of 12 weeks, the winners will be awarded the financial prize, $10,000 to the winning team. And so we know that people all across the country, uh, they you know have weight loss contests at their jobs and at their gyms, and this is just a way for us to extend that to a nationwide platform. It's a uh, uh, it's an opportunity for you to get a little uh, peace and taste of the biggest loser right there wherever you work out. And, and hopefully, the goal is the goal is really to get people uh, motivated and stirred up to shoot for this prize. But studies show that when there is an incentive program out there, that the results or the benefits last long after the incentive is over. And that's been the case in my uh, case in my life. You know, uh, I've been off the show for five years and still maintain my weight loss. And so that's what we're shooting for. We're shooting to make uh, America healthier. Now, the BM, I, I noticed that there is a couple different aspects of this challenge out there, which, by the way, folks can go to healthywage.com to get all the details. But there's this BMI challenge, which it says here that it provides $100 from corporate sponsors to obese Americans uh, who lose weight. Uh, so, so you're saying that there's the possibility somebody who is obese, uh, if, they, if, they're, if they lose, I guess, maybe a certain amount of weight, is this going from obese to maybe, you know, at an ideal weight? Is that what's going on here? What, what's that Absolutely. part of the now, challenge? With this one, there, there's two different ones. There's actually a couple of different programs on, on the site. The first program that you may see on the site is just straightforward called the BMI Challenge. And what that is, basically, uh, if you sign up to lose weight, sponsors from all over the country will pay you $100 if you reach your goal BMI. Now, that's not what we're talking about. That's not the main thing today. The main thing today that we're talking about is this Biggest Loser matchup. And this is where teams of five compete for the greatest percentage of weight loss for a 12-month period. We've got partnerships with gyms and all that all over the country. And, again, from that, you get a $10,000 prize. And so we've got several programs on the site. Uh, even I mentioned the BMI Challenge. There's the Super Sizer Challenge where members can increase their chance of success. Uh, but basically, you, you, you're betting on yourself. You put down 150 or 300 dollars and, and potentially win between 450 and 1,000 for losing weight. And again, the goal with that is to help people make a lifelong change. But this matchup that we've that we started, uh, again, it's it's really golden in that it, it bases itself on teamwork. You, you find five teams of five, and you compete for the greatest percentage of weight loss with everybody else around the country. And again, the cash prize has started over ten thousand dollars. And of and of course, the the biggest reward is our health, and that's something exactly that, right. that that you found as well. I mean, you you walked away from season two with a hundred thousand dollars in cash. Is that right? That's correct. That's correct. But here's here's the here's what's more impressive to me than a hundred thousand dollars in cash. And and tell me if I've got my 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 facts correct here. You started out at four hundred sixteen pounds. Yep, at my largest, I was over 416 pounds. You're absolutely right. And you were on the ranch uh, in season two for 62 days, is that correct? Yep, in and 62 days, I lost 83 pounds, and then I lost another 102 pounds at home on my own. Wow. So that's a total of 185 pounds. I, don't, I know I'm not supposed to do math. That's right. All right, good. Good. <laughs> 
in only nine months, and so that was that was amazing. And again, as I as I uh, like to inform people, even better than that, that is that's great. That's an amazing thing to have happen to you or to or to go through. But for me, I was, literally my very first day on the Biggest Loser Ranch was March tenth, two thousand and five. And so, as I like to say, it I've been five years fat free. I've kept the weight off now for over five years. Wow. wow. Pete, let me ask you, how did your your environment, your family react to this? Oh, to this, this was amazing. Yeah, here, the interesting thing is, of course, while you're there on the Biggest Loser Ranch and you come home after a couple of months and you've dropped 83 pounds, people, they blink, they can't believe it. But then in the environment where you're losing weight at home, it comes off, you know, it comes off, you know, a, a pound or two or three a week, and it's really kind of slow. It's what they call the puppy dog effect. You know, you don't really notice a, a puppy dog growing up. You have to get away from them for a little while and then come back and you're like, wow, you've really grown. Well, it was a similar thing in my community and my church and all of that. They, they didn't really notice the weight coming off while I was at home. And then I go back to the finale, and at the finale they put the before picture up and everybody was like, oh my goodness, I forgot that Pete was so big. And so it, it, it is amazing, you know, the, the great thing about this is when I came home from the show, I took it upon myself to study this and learn uh, about health and nutrition because I wanted to make a lifestyle change. And now I have a chance to sew back into the lives of others by teaching other people uh, how to lose weight and how to keep it off. And that's why we were just so pleased. Me and my partner, Neil Tejwani from Season 4, were so pleased to be a part of this matchup uh, because we think that we can extend some of the things that we've learned to others. We're going to be providing some motivational tips and, uh, and everything to the actual people that sign up, to all the teams that sign up, because we want other people to experience the same type of success that we have that is amazing uh let me ask you this I, i've seen you in some other interviews because i like i said i did my due diligence i wanted to find <laughs> out who i was going to be talking to before i got you on the phone i've seen you in some other interviews and you talked about the fact that jillian had mentioned to you well you desired after you had been sent home from the ranch you desired to find out why on earth was i successful on the ranch why did this yeah. work and you yeah. mentioned that Jillian at the time says, well, I can't tell you here because all the cameras are rolling and NBC would I own the rights to my book that I'm getting ready to publish. <laughs> but, you but did he, some good research. I don't even remember where I put that online. That's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's the deal. It's a couple years out. I'm sure the book's out there now. Can you tell us some of the reasons why you think it worked? Yes, absolutely. And then, then let, me, let me tell you this. The, it, it's her education was very, very key. It started with that. I cannot by any means take away and would never take away from what she taught me. She was amazing. Her, her struggles, you know, there's a saying that your misery becomes your ministry, and her struggles with weight when she was younger definitely led her to being, as I call, uh, a nerd when it comes to health and wellness and nutrition and exercise. So she knows this subject like nobody's business. Uh, but what I really think was the big key to success on The Biggest Loser Ranch, at least for me, and I think it's the secret sauce for The Biggest Loser, is teamwork. You know, all of us were together, and we were struggling with this obesity problem and trying to get our health together. We were struggling with that while we were there uh, all together. You know, I can remember Jillian putting us through our paces, and we're doing uh, circuits of, of uh, push-ups to jumping jacks to squats, and we're doing it for hours and hours at a time. And I can remember falling on my face after a set of push-ups and looking down the, down the gym, and the other guys in there are doing the exact same thing, and they're falling down. And I'm thinking to myself, if we would all just stay down, we would be okay. You know what I mean? If we all just <laughs> stayed down here, we would be fine. And I look down the way, and I see my buddy, Dr. Jeff, who's about six years older than me, and he's missing ligaments in his ankles, ankles from earlier, uh, earlier injury uh, before he was at the show. And he starts to get up. And I'm thinking to myself, come on, Chubby, just stay down. <laughs> now, mind you, I'm also bigger than he is, but here I am thinking in my mind, just stay down, don't get up. But then there he is. He starts to get up. And when he starts to get up, that eliminates an excuse for me. So I have to start getting up. You know, and so that is the secret sauce there on The Biggest Loser, that teamwork, the struggles that you're going together, you know. One of the uh, scriptures in the Bible says that two are better than one. They have a good reward for their work. And then when one falls, the other can lift him up. And I think that's so key. That's also why in the matchup, it's designed so that you can come back. You come in with teams. They're teams of five. Because we want people to really 
to pull on each other. Weight loss is an odd thing. It's one of those things that people actually think that they can get through or do by themselves. They don't think that way when we get when, we, when it comes to education. We need teachers. We need study groups and study partners. But when it comes to weight loss, we really try to ch- tackle this problem by ourselves. And it's just not, it's not one of those things that, that works by yourself. You really need that team environment. And so for me, the education was uh, probably first and foremost from Jillian that I got, and then the other education that I continued to, to dig into and discover on my own at home. Uh, but then again, that teamwork environment where you've got other people who are struggling through the same thing with you is so very, very key. Pete, um, I'm curious, you were part of The Biggest Loser when this show was starting to become a phenomenon. Yes, sir. We're, we're now in, in the ninth season, and, and this thing is, is, has swept the world now. So, Absolutely. Uh, the contestants that are participating now in these seasons, they've watched the show for many seasons. They know the game. They sometimes play the game. Um, yep. And so they might have a totally different uh, approach. And perhaps uh, when you were participating in The Biggest Loser, uh, it was much more of a fresh experience. Um, how do you watch the show now? Is it is it strange or is it very familiar? Do you see people making different choices now than when you were part of The Biggest Loser? Or are there... Uh, because we we see a lot of the gameplay, we see a lot of the drama, yes. and yep. and I know that some yep. of our listeners sometimes write, you know, it can't be this bad, it, you know, the last chance workout, that you know, that's old TV. Right, <laughs> so, right. Is it too much the biggest loser as a as a former participant? Yeah, well, it's interesting, you know, the the biggest it has changed over the years. Uh, one of the things, my particular season, the actual camera crew behind the scenes, the production team, they took twelve hundred hours of footage. And they cut that down to one hour. And so that was all that you happened to see was that one hour out of 1,200 hours of footage. And as I like to say, you know, the, what you didn't see was all the hours and hours and hours that we put in working out. We, we were averaged about four hours a day each and every day. And it makes sense that they cut that out. Nobody really wants to see a bunch of big people sweat. You really, that's not for good TV, you know? <laughs> and so what they do like to show is all of the drama. And it's, it's interesting the way that when you're, this is the other thing, you're in seclusion on The Biggest Loser. Uh, when I say seclusion, my particular season, we had no internet, no telephone, no newspapers, no magazines, no Blackberries, no MySpace, no Facebook, none of that. You're there to work out, uh, eat, recover, take a nap if you can, interview, do television stuff, and go back to working out. And so in that environment, uh, drama is not too hard to come by. You know, uh, I like to say this. In that environment, you, you miss your family, you miss your friends, you miss your in-laws. Everybody probably has an in-law. One of those in-laws that just grates on their nerves. You even miss that in-law when you're in seclusion. You miss everybody. And so drama is easy to come by because you're around the same people day in and day out. And it's just natural that, you know, some of their idiosyncrasies, you know, once you start out, start off on the show, it's brand new, and you don't mind this or that habit from your, from a teammate or somebody else that works out in the gym and doesn't do this or does that wrong. But after a while, that starts to irritate you, and, and really that is shown on TV. And then, of course, the longer you progress in the show, the more you realize, hey, not only can I do it, because for me, my very first day was just about survival. Really, the very first week or two, can I make it through the workouts? And then once you get to the, to the fact where you understand, okay, yeah, I can make it through the workouts. If I give my absolute all in every workout and I can rest a little bit afterwards, I can get up and do that again, then you really start to focus on the gameplay. And the gameplay is where, you know, you figure, I might want to stay around a little longer to have a chance for that $250,000 prize. And so that's what you see, that especially the further the show goes on, you see that more and more and more and more. Now, luckily, with the matchup, you don't have any of that. There's one goal, lose weight. <laughs> you don't have, nobody gets voted off. You know, so uh, the neat thing about it is, is we, we've eliminated that, but we've kept the good part with that financial incentive over at HealthyWage.com. That is amazing. I I have to ask you a question. I mean, obviously, you know, you had this massive transformation and we all hear about the fact that, you know, you do something for so much, so long, it becomes habit and stuff like that. But I mean, be honest with this. You, you're five, yep. five years fi- fat free at home. Yep. Have you yep. ever fallen off the wagon for even just a couple days? 
Oh, of course. Of course. It's natural. Now, one of the things is, I'll say this, when you're as big as I was, at 416 pounds at my largest, we need to first understand that uh, I didn't have that problem because I ate too many cookies and ate, ate ice cream after dinner. I had a food addiction, you know, and so uh, you couldn't tell me, well, Pete, if you just stop drinking regular pop and you, you, you push away from the table, you're going to be fine. No, I had a food addiction. And so with a food addiction, you have to manage that, and that has to be managed for the rest of your life. It's similar to someone who has an alcohol, uh, an addiction to alcohol. What do you do with that person? Well, they go through a detoxification period, and then they do something like maybe join Alcoholics Anonymous, where they've got a team around them that holds them accountable, a sponsor, etc. Well, for me, and, and then the key thing, of course, with, a, with an alcoholic, you would tell them, well, just stay away from the bars. You know, stay away from the bars. You can't say that to a person who has a food addiction, because food is everywhere and so what you have to do is you have to learn how to how to eat and really learn how to eat in any environment it, it's helpful if you really study some of this stuff and learn the difference between the macronutrient ratios you learn the difference between carbs fats and proteins and and what foods trigger what desires in the human body just naturally but from there there's a principle that i call modification not starvation you've got to learn how to modify what you eat in every environment, so that you can you can eat whether or not you're in Chicago and you're going through uh, you're going through through the the pizzeria over in Chicago, or whether or not you're going to Las Vegas with all the buffets. You've got to learn how to eat in every environment. Otherwise, you will uh, fall off the wagon, as they say. And I mean, and there have been specific times where you know I've gone through this, so I know what exactly to do to 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 stay on point with my with my uh, health and wellness for the rest of my life. But I went through a period of time where I didn't weigh in for a month. And after that month, I was up eight pounds. I was like, well, you know, I, I've probably been taking in a lot of salt this month. That's probably all, just water weight. So I didn't weigh in for another month. Well, that next month, I was up like 16 pounds in addition to the other eight. So here I am, 24 pounds higher in just two months, and I'm realizing, okay, there's not that much salt, you know, <laughs> in the ocean, you know? And so then it causes me to get back on track. And this was, this was probably around year two. It caused me to get back on track. And then make sure that my habits were in alignment with my goals, or in alignment with my goals. And so what I started to to do was to weigh in at least once every week, so that I can pay attention to it. Uh, and then that causes me, if I am, if I do happen to be up a pound or two, to pay attention to what I'm eating over the next week, and then we'll weigh in again. So it just it requires, you know, it requires diligence more so than anything else. You have to realize that you have a struggle. And that struggle uh, will come back. And when you have difficult times, you're going to seek comfort food because that's uh, either the way that you were raised or that's your particular proclivity. And so you have to learn to manage that. Let me ask you, um, people that are that want to take up this challenge and want to start participating in, in, in trying to lose weight, weight uh, there are two elements, uh, you know, the, the working out and, and starting to move and and food, eating, changing your, your patterns. Do you have some practical tips on where to start? You know, what would be, for instance, the type of food that you would recommend or the type of kind of uh, workout that people can start with? Absolutely. Now, and I will, will say this, over at HealthyWage.com, we've got some tips for whatever program that people may be on. Neil Tejwani from Season 4 and myself, we're going to be providing tips and motivation and stories from the ranch. But when it comes to the site in particular, the site is uh, is program agnostic, as they say. We Whatever program you're going to try, you can join up on the program and, and you can win the money. But for me in particular, what I believe that there are certain basic things that you need to practice. Obviously, exercise is very important. The thing is that when you're overweight, we don't understand, the person that's overweight doesn't understand the importance of intensity, that vigorous exercise is better than just a walk in the park. And this is one of the many, 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 many myths that are um, disseminated out there in the public, you know, that exercise is the same as running. Who in the world believes that? You know, who, where did we even come up with that? You can't say that a person, and, and, and we speak, let, me, let me be specific with that, a person taking a walk around the block is not expending the same amount of energy as a person who is sprinting around the block. There is just a physical difference. And if you can't understand that, look at a, look at a car. You know, if you drive a car at 20 miles an hour, it uses much less fuel 
than a car going 120 miles an hour. You know, and so with that in, in mind and understanding that context, the more vigorously you work out, the more fuel, i.e. calories, i.e. fat, you will burn up. And so that's a very important thing to understand. Now, your, the key is obviously to do that without getting injured. So you do it on different pieces of equipment or through different exercises, and you can walk on an incline. You know, walking uphill takes more energy than walking on a flat ground. And so uh, intense exercise is important if you've got a lot of weight to lose or you want to lose it quickly. That's very important. When it comes to eating, uh, I can recommend what I do specifically, but basically what you want to understand is that every person in the world has what's called a BMR, a basal metabolic rate. That is the number of calories that your body requires per day. And think about that. If, we were, if you and I were the same size, if you were six foot five, uh, uh, around 238 pounds or somewhere around there, uh, where I am, but you were a, uh, a mortgage broker and you sat at your desk all day, but I was a mailman. It should just make sense to you that I'm going to burn more fuel than you are. And so this, this BMR, you can actually find the BMR calculator online and on the website. Uh, BMR, it varies per person, per individual, per gender, per occupation. We all do different things and require a different number of calories. And also, as we age, our BMR goes down. And so uh, you, if you're eating the same amount of food that you ate when you were 20, but now you're 45, 50, you'll find yourself starting to gain or pick up weight. The reason being is your body requires fewer calories as you age. And one of the, the, the real uh, piece of the variables to the puzzle with that is our muscles atrophy. And the less muscle that you have as you age, the less fuel you require. And so the number of calories that you need goes down. But you can find all kinds of tips and all kinds of information over at HealthyWage.com. Uh, we encourage people to really uh, to, to listen up. We're going to be sending out tips and motivational information each and every week for the matchup. Uh, but those are two basic things. Really understand that intensity of exercise matters and understand the other thing is that your BMR, your basal metabolic rate matters. The number of calories your body requires matters. If you don't go over your BMR, you're not going to gain weight. If you stay at your BMR, you're going to maintain your, rate, your weight. And then if you go under your BMR, you're, you're more than likely going to lose weight. So those are just some real, real basic things that I've learned. Pete, in, in one of the interviews that I read uh, about you online, you, you say that for you, the, your faith has, always, has also been important in this whole process of, of changing your life, changing your, your view, even of yourself. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Of, of course, oh, yeah. I, I, I work as a Catholic priest. Uh, Cliff is also uh, a Christian and um, has some ministry uh, behind him. So for us, that, that's an interesting question. Yeah, absolutely. There, you know, there are really several, several scriptures that I've come to understand, even with with greater insight throughout this process. You know, there, uh, we look at ourselves a certain way, either from environment, oh. either from environment or from different things that we've learned over the years. But going through this process was what I call the Romans twelve and two experience. You, you, you know, you really become transformed in the mind. And so I see myself differently. I see myself, you know, having an emphasis on, on health and wellness, the wellness. I see myself permanently being healthy. And that's something that I didn't see before. And I always thought that something would happen where I was going to lose the weight. I just didn't know exactly what it was. And so I had, you know, there was an a undercurrent of faith that, you know what, God did not create me like this. He created me to be able to, uh, to be healthy. He created me to make a difference in the world. And to do that, I need to be healthy. And I just did not know exactly what it was that I was going to do to be healthy. And so I tried all different types of diet programs. I've tried, you know, a number of them. I won't name them all, but they all worked for a period of time and then failed. But I never lost faith that God wanted me healthy. Now, here's the, there's, it's one thing to have faith. It's another thing, as we know, to take action on faith, because faith without works is dead. And so I began to take action on that faith. Again, by trying the different programs. But then the other thing that I did was I took all of these before pictures. And I mean before Biggest Loser is ever around. Before pictures are, are really popular now. 
But in 2002 and 2003, I took all of these, I took about 50 to 60 different before pictures. And I mean, these things are hideous, you know. I've got these big, you know, a big, uh, I call them fat rashes on my back. And I'm standing in front of a white screen and I just had the remote on the camera going and I'm taking all of these weird poses and all of that. <laughs> but I did that because I said in my mind, I said that, you know what, I am going to lose this weight. And no one is ever going to believe that I was this big. Now, little did I know that I was going to lose all of this weight in front of like six or seven million people. I didn't know that. But I had a faith that God wanted me to, be, to get a handle on my health and wellness, that my body was a temple and that I needed to take care of it. And so that led me on a quest to try and all these different things that didn't work. But ultimately, I knew that I would find out what did work. And I did start to, to, to get a peek at what worked on the biggest Susan Cash. The other big thing is, as I mentioned... You know, Scripture talks about two are better than one, as I, as I already stated, because uh, they have a good reward on their work, and then the other one is, of course, when one falls, the other can, can pick him up. And so that is, I realize that that is the key to success in so many things in life, you know, and that's, again, from my faith, being a, a born-again Christian. I, I've learned that in church, that so many of the principles that work in life, they just come out of the Bible. As a matter of fact, I don't know any principle that, does, that works in life that doesn't come out of the Bible. And so the other thing that we're trying to do here is, is interestingly enough, if you look in the Old Testament, uh, when the children of Israel were, were going over to the Promised Land, uh, it, it, I heard a preacher say that Moses couldn't take the children into the Promised Land. He could not take them someplace that he had never been. And so we know that the 12 spies went over to the Promised Land, and only two had the faith to actually go back and return, but those two were the two that led the children of Israel over into the promised land. And I believe in that same sense, in that same context, that my misery has become my ministry, and now I'm able to lead others into the promised land of health and wellness. You know, if I could uh, be a, a modern-day Joshua for someone who is struggling with their weight, uh, who is struggling with their health, then so be it. Uh, and so I believe that that's kind of, uh, kind of become my calling in life, and it, it, it really it's an odd thing. I, when I, I can remember when I first gave my life to the Lord, Many, many moons ago, I remember distinctively hearing uh, the word of the Lord speak to me and saying that you're going to be a speaker, a teacher, and an athlete. And this was so, this image was so prominent, so strong in my mind and in my heart. I, I literally went to my pastor, about 24 years old, never played athletics, was overweight. And I said, Pastor, do you think that God calls people to be athletes? You know, because I was literally at that point, I was really ready to drop everything and try to become a professional football player. Mind you, had never played at all of my years of schooling, but I was, this was so strong. On me. And he said, no, I really believe that uh, if you are an athlete, God calls you to abide in your calling and be excellent. He said, but I don't know if it's so much that God calls you specifically to be an athlete. And so for years, I just had that image in my mind that God wanted me to be a speaker, a teacher, and an athlete. And I just held that in my mind. I wrote it down, you know, and put it somewhere on the shelf, as they say. And then years later, having gone through this experience, it's like, uh, wow, well, this is the culmination of that. You know, I work out very hard about, you know, I work, try to work out for 45 minutes to an hour a day just for myself. But I work out very hard, uh, similar to how an athlete does. And then I have an opportunity to speak regularly. And my style of speaking is, is that of a teacher, where I teach others you know, it's one thing to hear something. Uh, the Bible, you know, we know that you people learn things through precept and example. And I'm the kind of guy, well, you give me a precept, it's good. You give me an example, it's better, because then I can apply it in my life. So now I feel like I'm walking out that ministry that God gave me so many years ago. And uh, I'm glad to be a part of it. Well, we are so excited that we had this opportunity, Pete. I mean, I mean, obviously, you're, you're speaking right to our hearts here. Father Roderick and I, uh, both of us have similar callings in our lives to, to basically take the things that God has called us to do as far as our health, our fitness, our faith, and, and to really be teachers and to be ex not just teachers of, of pre precepts, but also to be examples for people as a source of inspiration. And, and you are certainly that. I tell you, it, it's been a pleasure just to talk with you. The, the energy and the enthusiasm that you have, it's contagious. And uh, just want to say thank you for this opportunity. No, and thank you. And I just want to just piggyback on what you, what you just said. It's interesting. Uh, if a person's primary goal in life is not health and wellness, we need to understand that for, to fulfill God's purpose in our life, we need to be healthy. We don't need to be a burden to others. And so 
this temple, this body that we have. It's just like a temple in the Old Testament or in the Bible was a, a place that a person would gather to worship God. Your temple is a place where you really, you use your body, you use your temple to carry out God's particular purpose for your life, whatever that purpose is. And so it's very important that you have that temple together, that you have it functioning at its optimal level so that you can carry out your ultimate purpose uh, for God, whatever that may be, including everything from simply raising incredible kids, you know, to going out and evangelizing the world, no matter what your purpose is. If you're a temple, if you've got your body and your health in line and in order, you're more able or better able to focus on the ultimate purpose that God has given you. I couldn't agree more with you, Pete. That That is just amazing. Uh, thank you so much for coming on our show. And uh, we feel we feel honored and humbled to, to have been able to, to speak to you. One final question. Absolutely. Who's going to win? Who's going to win this year? I can't tell you. Now, here's the odd thing. You guys I kind of avoided that while watching it. You know, I know, well, here's the thing. Only the producers know who's going to win. They don't know until uh, until every all the contestants weigh in. So a better question is who are going to be the final four. And, uh-huh. and if you watch the show, Father Roderick and Cliff, if you watch it, who do you guys think the final four will be? Let me ask you that. I think Darius is definitely going to be one of the final four. Okay. I would love to see Ashley become one of the final four. I, I, that would be an amazing transformation for me to see. Okay. Um, goodness. My, Mike, I think Mike has, I think he's got it. I mean, what, Father Roderick, what was it, 16 pounds this week? Yeah, it was uh, I haven't huge. watched the episode yet. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. whoops. Yeah. No, it was, it was double digits. I think you had 15 somewhere in there. You're right. Yeah, yeah. All so right. so those, those are the three that I, I'm thinking of right now. Um, Father mm. Roderick, what about you? Well, I think the two, the two, uh, what is it, cousins? They, they, uh, yeah. Sam and Coley, yeah. So motivated. I mean, that they just give everything they have and more. And that alone, you know, <laughs> will bring very far. Well, you know, judging upon what, what, um, Pete has shared with us, you know, the, they are, well, Father Roderick, I'm, I'm, I hate to spoil you, but, uh, I will just say this, that they are the only quote unquote team that's still together mm-hmm. on the show after this week. And, yeah, yeah. and, and knowing that it's, you know, the teamwork and stuff like that, obviously there's the whole team together, but the, the fact that these two are teammates together, still that close. I, I do think there's some synergy there that that's going to be uh, a, a great advantage for those two. Absolutely. Well, I have to say you got, you all have done very, very well with your guesses. I can't give it away because NBC would kill me. You know, and I get barred or banned from ever doing anything with them ever again. But you all are very, very astute in your observations. I will say that. And we've got just a couple of weeks before the Final Four are revealed. And so I would take a minute and write those things down. But you have done very, 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 very well. Very well. I'll say that. Pete, man, it, it's a blessing. And, and, you know, hey, if you've got something else you're doing in the future and you want to come on to the Biggest Loser Show and let us know, uh, we, we, you have an open invitation anytime, my friend. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate this opportunity. I just want to one last time encourage everybody to join the matchup over at HealthyWage.com. Uh, we're trying to change people's lives by uh, incentivizing people to join up and join, uh, be a part of the weight loss program. Again, $10,000 to the winning team of five who loses the most weight over a 12-week period. It's a great opportunity to either jumpstart your weight loss or, or take it to another level. That is awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, Father Roderick, that was so much fun. Amazing. This guy is not just a, a big loser, but he's also a big talker, and that's how we like it. <laughs> that is, oh, man, I, I'll tell you, I, I had no idea that Pete was going to be that enthusiastic, that energetic, and it just adds so much. I had a hunch, though, because I was so impressed uh, seeing him in, in season two, and he was so supportive of the rest of his team and and uh, respectful also. So I knew that this is a really, you know, a, a man with a golden heart, and it just shows. Yeah, his faith definitely comes through in his conversation, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, this is the first time that I've, I've like, okay, I am going to go get season two of The Biggest Loser, and I'm going to watch this one. Oh, you won't regret it. Season two is awesome. Awesome, 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 awesome. One of my favorite seasons. 
Very cool. Well, folks, uh, we are so excited to have you subscribe to our podcast, and we ask that you'll do us a favor. Do you know somebody else out there that's a fan of the show? Send them over to BiggestLoserPodcast.com. We can't stress to you how important this is for you guys to spread the word about our show. Um, we have a we have a huge desire here to help as many people as possible to realize that sure this stuff on television it's 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 big it's huge you see somebody go from you know 416 pounds and lose 185 pounds this stuff we can do at home and we want to encourage people would you tell other folks biggestloserpodcast.com Father Roderick you want to tell some uh, folks out there about any of the other shows that you're producing in the upcoming weeks here. Yeah, I've actually uh, restarted to, to record my uh, daily episodes of A Healthy Catholic, which uh, which is still kind of I'm wrapping up a 40-day boot camp about health and holiness. So it's the same combination of living a healthy life, but also trying to live a life where you have place for spirituality, for God, and, and how I try to balance that out. So it's very, it's looks, it's, it sounds just like your uh, your show about pursuing a balanced life in the in in a way that I I recorded outside when I'm walking, and so you hear the the the, the birds here in Holland. <laughs> I I listened to that episode and I must say I loved it. And I'm I'm actually going to steal your idea and I'm going to go out and I'm going to record for ten minutes and only live in the moment. Fantastic. Go uh, <laughs> go, go check that out, folks. It's at Healthy Cat or actually it's at uh, SQPN. Yeah sqpn.com and look for the show healthy catholic and uh i would like to promote one of the episodes that stephanie and i did uh our flagship show here at gspn.tv is called family from the heart you can get to it by going to familyfromtheheart.com and I oh, am- you're talking about that awesome episode that you did yesterday about going what is it green and uh no not green but uh organic uh, organic that was such a great episode thank you i think i've it was awesome Stephanie and I uh, watched the TV or, or the movie, the documentary Food Inc. And Stephanie and I talked and, and really shared our struggle with our desire to go organic in our grocery, in, in all of our produce and meat and everything. It's episode number 107 for those of you who are interested. Familyfromtheheart.com, episode 107, going organic, question mark, and uh, check it out. Anyway, Father Roderick, uh, folks can follow you on Twitter at twitter.com slash Father Roderick. They can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash GSPN. And we look forward to hearing from you. Give us a call on our voicemail feedback hotline. Let us know how things are going for you at 859-795-4067. Again, the phone number 859-795-4067. We'll be back next day. And until next time... Be a loser.